The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. And this is a fun one, man. I really, really enjoy doing this one. I should be calling this the alleged episode, okay? Um, I mentioned it in the meat of the episode. Take everything that I'm saying here as fiction. This is for your entertainment, okay? But, um, you know, I, I got some really interesting information sent to me about the Smith family and some other highly connected Hollywood people. And um, this is from an Instagram listener, listener of the show, friend of the show, as we like to say. His uh, Instagram handle is 49er Gang, um, but it's spelled four um, with the, the four spelt out, 999ER Gang, 49er Gang. And uh, man, just some fun, fun stuff. These are, of course, like I said, allegations, but really a cool thing to look into man that, that you know every once in a while you get into these episodes where things are real dark and this is more of that old school illuminati kind of more playful and fun but there are some serious uh you know harmful things that happen uh throughout the episode that we try to talk about a little bit and uh again none of it's real i'm just going to come out and say it none of it is real Okay, but I think that you'll really enjoy this episode. I want to keep this intro short because we talk about the Smith family, how he rose to power in Hollywood. And that's really what it is. It's not fame so much as it is power at this point. Um, There's some simulation like coincidences that happen at the beginning of his career and where we are today, which a lot of people would say this is the fall of, of the Smith family. I would disagree. Um, But yeah fun fun stuff to look into and then we do make those scientology connections uh some luciferian connections dark churches things like that um so just a blast of an episode i hope that you enjoy it you'll hear the entire episode on patreon and there has been a considerable amount of folks joining the ten dollar tier which i'm very very excited about so thank you guys so much for doing that actually i want to shout you guys out real quick because $10 is, uh, I mean, that, that shit goes a long way, guys. So most recently, we had Donna 
Um, and then we had a uh, Christina. Dustin just hopped on. He did the five dollar tier in the middle tier, which is the tier I really recommend. You know, there's no reason that I don't think you should pay for shows that you enjoy. Most of us have cheap tiers. The three dollar tier, you'll get to hear all the episodes. Five dollar tier, you get uh, you know, the extra rants and some bonus episodes. And then that ten dollar tier, you get like full access. We talk about all kinds of stuff. You'll get a uh <laughs> I mean, I should do like uh, action shots of me once a month or something. But uh no, you just get extra content with the ten dollar tier. And I, it's it's the um, it's the one where if you just really truly support the work. And um after Christina, I had Michael, I don't know if I mentioned him, uh, and then Bague. I think is how you pronounce her name. And then Patrick, those are the ones this month so far. So thank you guys. I'm going to make a habit out of doing that because um, whether you're throwing down three, five or 10 over there at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast, it really helps. Man, I love you guys for doing that. It really, really makes me feel like I'm not just wasting my time putting my words out into the ether and uh, shit. It, it's awesome. It really is cool. Also, if you have time vote or not vote rank rate the podcast on uh Apple podcast. And I think Spotify is doing that too. This is just the housekeeping. You know, this is the boring stuff I got to do up front before we start rolling, trying to keep the lights on. You know what I'm saying? In my studio, which is in my home. So if the lights go out here, I'm in trouble, Bubba. So, um, yeah, dangerousworldstore.com had a few shirt orders come in. Been quiet over there, man. I haven't done too much with the site. I need to get back on it. I have some great designs that need to come out. I just can't sit down in front of the computer and do anything but research or record. It's, it's a real, I'm at a real precipice here where I can either grow a little bit, quit my job, focus on this for a couple months, see where it goes, or um, I got to cut back on the content. So um, I hope that it is the former and not the latter because I love doing this. But uh, you can get your T-shirts, your merch over there at DangerousWorldStore.com. Working on doing some mugs and some other things through Teespring. So uh, be on the lookout for that if you're interested in like blankets or rugs or whatever, towels, um, coffee mugs, beer mugs, all that cool shit that they can do um and what else of course operation tinfoil guys operation tinfoil is something that i haven't spoken about in a long time uh the dude reached out to me a little while back and said hey man i'm making some emf proof beanies i and you know what's crazy man i actually heard um what is that fucking girl's name whitney cummings whitney cummings talking on uh, Giannis Pappas's podcast. And I love Giannis Pappas. I subscribe to his Patreon. And um, she was talking about how this was a, a, an idea that she had a while ago. And she went to the the head of Under Armour and said, hey, we need to make like EMF proof clothing. And they said no. And now, you know, you got like people that are in this community doing it. And, and uh, you know, the guy that's in charge of Operation Tinfoil is making superior products. Um, nothing against anyone else making them, but I mean, uh, this guy's work is incredible. You can see the silver lining within the beanie and uh, he's going to be coming out with some more products. So that's a company that I would keep an eye on guys. Cause that's going to be some dope stuff, but go to where tinfoil.com. You'll get $10 off of an incredibly efficient and nice looking beanie, man. So uh, big thanks to them. And guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you are a $10 member of the Patreon, we're going to do our little chat tomorrow at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's five over here on the West Coast where I'm at. And um, we're just we just get on there and we talk. We shoot the shit. You can hop in there tomorrow. Um, you can throw down 10 on the Patreon. And, and that's the thing that we do every month. So you don't have to be like a member for a month or anything to do that. And I should mention, you can always listen to 
the Patreon the same way you listen to the podcast that you're listening to right now with the RSS feed. It's real easy. I can walk you through that. So just really, really uh, big thanks to everybody listening. I hope that you enjoy this show. It's a little controversial episode, but uh, man, it was fun. So guys, let's go. Oh boy, this is going to be a fun little episode here. I uh, brought back Kim because she hasn't pissed me off enough uh, to where she's not allowed to talk anymore. But, you know, we were looking into this topic of the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and his wife, who is cucking him hard. She is really taking advantage of this guy. And there's something to this. And I hate to bring this up so much later, but a great listener of the show and a friend on Instagram sent me some cool information. And I wanted to share it with you guys. And it got me, it got the wheel spinning. You know what I mean? It got me thinking, okay, there's something more to this than just the simple Hollywood connections and the buck break in and all this crazy stuff that, um, you know, we kind of take for granted. And we assume that any man, especially a black man in Hollywood that's coming up through the 80s and the 90s, uh, Will Smith obviously came up big time in the 90s early 90s, right? Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air aired in 1990, and it went till 1996. And I mean, coming up to this time for a black dude, you have to probably sell yourself out a little bit, at least. And I don't know when you get out of this whole system, but it's an interesting little thing to get into. Now, I want to start off after, first of all, Kim, how are you doing? I am fantastic. That's all you have to say. You're very quiet. Usually you'll be like, well, I was born on a Tuesday. Uh, anything else? I was actually born on a Monday night at 8.08 p.m. So there you go. Great. Well, <laughs> no one needed to know that. What were you trying to write down on this paper here? Oh, I wanted you to um, I wanted to remind the listeners that this is all alleged. Oh, of course. I was about to get into that. I wanted to be polite and ask you how you were doing first. Well, I appreciate that. I am doing fantastic. Yeah. Everything that we're getting into for... I'm actually a little nervous about talking about this stuff because we are going to get into Scientology a little bit. Spoiler alert, the Smiths and the Pinkett Smiths are allegedly Scientologists. Okay. Um, big time though. I mean, there are some serious connections here, but I, I get nervous talking about Scientology. I get nervous talking about certain topics. Um, I don't know if you've heard, have you heard of Operation Snow White? Speaking of Snow White, remember our argument with Alice in Wonderland versus Snow White? Mm -hmm. So have you heard of Operation Snow White? I have not. So Operation Snow White, for those that don't know, is um, the Church of Scientology realized that the CIA was infiltrating their highest ranks within the Church of Scientology. And the freaking, uh, basically... Church of Scientology went in and wiped out all kinds of records within the CIA's database that had anything to do with uh, any kind of incriminating evidence against the Church of Scientology. So, you know, long story short, Scientology is probably the most powerful religion of all time. What was it? Philip Seymour Hoffman made that movie about Scientology and then died tragically. He was allegedly suicided by heroin overdose which he supposedly kicked that addiction like six to nine months prior but like before he made the movie he kicked the addiction he had to be clean for the movie which he always did he did heroin on his off time 
I guess. And then did he meet with the church of Scientology? Like obviously not L. Ron Hubbard, but like, did he meet with like higher ups? And uh... I actually looked into that movie quite extensively when I realized that it was about Scientology and when Seymour Hoffman died, like way before all this and this right here. But um, I do know that uh, the producers, not Seymour Hoffman himself, but the producers asked to have a meeting with Scientology and to which Scientology sent them a cease and desist of all you know even though like uh, all the names and factual information was changed it was still so similar to Scientology's upcoming that they sent a cease and desist that carried no weight because um, like I said they changed the names they changed the dates they changed everything legally changed yeah. so that they wouldn't be sued by Scientology and their plethora of lawyers mm. so they so still what- made the movie and then mysteriously three like not even i think it was like it was a similar case to the eyes wide shut guy the director of that guy where he they were still in production of the movie yeah stanley kubrick so when did when did uh mr lafayette ronald hubbard die uh what are we seeing here um january 24th 1986 is when uh this fella passed away and you know i gotta give credit where credit's due man i don't think that uh, i'm not even gonna talk any shit honestly um not only because i am terrified of this church but because um with, with good reason yeah i mean right i mean oh, yeah. i it's yeah, not they're very we are not against scientology or the church of scientology we are not talking we, against much the respect church of scientology much respect all. much respect <laughs> um and so the, yeah everything that we're saying here is made up we're just thinking all this stuff in our head there's nothing to back any of our research or anything okay i did find um tax information and proofs that will and jada smith donated large amounts to uh scientology and that's fine yeah. that's good that's good the for them actual information that we have is that they donated uh several thousands if not over a million dollars to the church i when i told you to look into this i said that i believed that they had donated between one and two million dollars mm-hmm. and it was right in the middle of that yeah. so um and again good on them i think that it's a noble cause so i just want to get that out there in the in the open that i i praise l ron hubbard for what he had done and I think that uh, John Travolta, uh, Tom Cruise, uh, what's that girl, Juliette Lewis? I think all these people are very, very smart. They're intelligent. They're much better people than you and I could ever imagine that we could be. And I, I want to be 100% clear about that. They, and, and I'm not even kidding. I th- I, all this is alleged, okay? Yeah, and this episode is not actually about Scientology. This episode is about the Smith family and their ties to Luciferianism. It is. and um, But there is a tie that... that comes in with everything else so um everyone is so obsessed with the smith family right now and i think that it's such bs with what happened uh at the at the academy awards it was a really goofy situation that went down clearly staged in my opinion um it seems somewhat ritualistic and we'll get into some of the symbolism at the academy awards there was the boy love symbol um you know the pedophilia symbol which ties really well in with Will Smith's early career. Will Smith is also known in his speeches to make Luciferian remarks. And yeah, well, don't get into that yet. No, no spoilers because <laughs> yes, he quotes some serious Luciferians and some he quotes prayers to the antichrist. Really? That's what he quoted a prayer from a woman who created a prayer, who, who published a prayer to the antichrist. And he quoted uh, a segment of that prayer in, in a speech uh, at the MTV movie awards. Well, and Jada Pinkett Smith calls Abita Parveen her spiritual mother. Abita Parveen is a big, big Pakistani musician. 
um, kind of into a weird type of music. So there's a lot of crazy shit. Obviously, there's some weird connections with uh, Pinkett's family. Um, we're going to talk about Tupac a little bit. We're going to talk about Quincy Jones. Um, we're going to talk about how Will Smith got his start in his incredible career. I mean, mad respect to the dude's career, but it seems to be set up when you look into it. And you're probably saying, yeah, no shit. I mean, like anyone that gets that massive, um, whether they're talented or not, because Will Smith has some serious talent, I would say. Even, you know, I don't like m- many of his movies, but... Um, I mean, the guy, the guy's a great actor. He can do comedy. He can do drama. He can do sad. I mean, I've never cried in a movie until I saw, as an adult, until I saw uh, I Am Legend when he choked out his dog. And that was one of the saddest fucking scenes in any movie I'd ever seen. So, like I said, the guy is a very talented actor. But um, I think that these people scout out talent and then they end up, uh, you know, going with these people. They corrupt them usually in a homosexual fashion, especially in the 90s, and then they pave their way. So we're going to get into some fun stuff here. Uh, do you have anything to say before we really roll into the meat of the episode here? Well, <clears throat> I was just going to say that I think that there is a lot of underlying issues and secrets that the Smith family has. And I have not oh, been yeah. able to find any, not even a conspiracy article about this, but I wanted to find something because this has been a rumor since Will and Jada had their kids and I can't find anything on oh, the internet about it. I know. And it's just a rumor. And I wanted to find that, but I couldn't find anything. I swear they scrubbed the internet like all the fucking rich uh, government people do. But uh, when I was younger and when they had uh, their kids, there was a rumor going around that those kids are like tube clone kids that she was never even pregnant. And the, the well, Jada wasn't pregnant. Jada was never pregnant. If you ever seen her pregnant, it was fake belly fully all the way. She was never like pregnant. Beyonce. You've seen the videos yeah. of Beyonce oh, of sitting her, down her pillow moving. Yeah. No, her belly, like it looked like a balloon or something. It, like she sits like down. Pillow, yeah. Yeah. Pillow crunches, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, there was a rumor going around and I, I can't find anything about it now, but you know, this is 20 years ago, I guess. Um, about how uh, Willow and Jaden are just complete photocopy clones of mom and dad. Jaden is a copy of Jada and Willow is a copy of Will Smith. Which is interesting because um, Jaden really does look a lot like Will. So it's a it's a provocative theory, to say the least, because no, these I think guys... the boy looks like his mother and the, the girl looks like her father completely. If you look at them when they stand, like if Will stands next to the daughter and the mother stands next to the son, they look like clones they really okay. do wait till they grow up and we're not gonna ever see the difference because by that time will and jada will be so old that you won't remember what they look like at that age but i swear to god willow and jaden are gonna be exact copies okay. of them okay well i mean yeah definitely something that's very interesting and something that i that when you told me it, it actually did make a little sense to me because these people are definitely weird um you never heard any of that you never heard a rumor about that like I grew up in California, so we have lots of rumors about celebrities and yeah. people used to talk about in high school. So, well, I mean, I so the reason that I first started thinking that Jada was so weird was, uh, you know, just her her completely opposite beginnings of her career. Obviously, uh, she was, you know, she grew up in Baltimore, uh, went to this artistic school where she met Tupac, and we'll get into that later. But she had this band that formed in two thousand two called Wicked Wisdom. And it was completely opposite of Will Smith and and how he started in music, right? And now they're both almost like 
larger than life figures. So it's an interesting thing. You've got like death metal. I mean, they performed at Ozfest in I think 2005 and you know, it's just death metal, satanic type music, the shit that will make Christians freak out. And, um, you know, Will Smith is like this clean rap, good, wholesome, you know, as uh, Joe Biden would say, a clean black guy. Um, Not even cursing in any of his. Lyrics. Yeah, he didn't curse in anything. Uh, uh, I do have to correct you really quick. Um, on an uh, XFM or what is it? Sirius FM radio show. Uh, Jada admitted to meeting Tupac while she was a drug dealer. Well, yeah, that was I was going to get into that later. But yeah, no, she was. I don't know. How is that correcting me? Because you said that they met at school. She said that she actually met him while dealing drugs, but she says like not, she never got into what drugs. No, she didn't meet him. And if you actually listen to the interview, which I did, because I do deeper research than you, they <laughs> met at the school. They both went to this Baltimore artistic school. She was selling drugs and she was getting out of the business and he was getting into the business. Yeah, that's because, what I heard too. Yeah. But they met at the school. So do your research a little better, but oh my goodness. Um, let's roll into this thing though. <laughs> Fuck it, you're gonna try and correct me. Come oh on. Oh my goodness, I just wanted to be specific. No, I, I do appreciate that, but because you're wrong. Being a drug you're dealer, wrong. she was a drug dealer. I'm okay. not wrong, she was a drug dealer. Yeah, she was a drug dealer, but I mean, was she? You know, she seems like she one won't of these even attention. Say what kind of drug dealer she was. She probably just like was a middleman, like, oh, someone wants weed. This is back when weed was like not totally illegal. realistically. What probably happened was some dude that she was fucking uh stored some fucking PCP or some heroin in her freezer. I doubt that it was even that nefarious. Probably I think weed. it was probably just weed. Yeah, some dude stashed like an ounce She's under like, her toilet. You heard of Rick Roth? I I fucking I talked. <laughs> him how to do everything okay okay so yeah let's roll into this stuff so will smith's career right it's uh it's a very very crazy story it's a you know you always when i was a kid you know this this bouncing in miami song you know like that shit was dope you know what i mean when i was a child um the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was a really, really good show when I was a teenager and then in my 20s. Well, you were in your listened, 30s when the show came out. It was 1990 stuff. when the show came out. Well, you were born in the 60s. When, all I'm trying to say oh. I was not. All I was trying to say, <laughs> all I was trying to say is when uh, Will Smith started rapping, if you actually as a person liked his rap music, you were so stupid like well i was a kid super played right so yeah like and i was a teenager in my early 20s and i was like this motherfucker's trying to rap that is so dumb everybody well, so, thought it was dumb but so listen to was, you know he had money backing him he had a lot of money back yeah. he had he had some big big names but so this i'm actually you know before we even roll into it i hate to just keep teasing it I think that Will Smith is a big part of why white kids my age, you know, born, I was born in 1991. Why, why we started liking rap. I I think that he introduced the suburbs to rap because it was clean. It was party music. It was like, Oh, look at this handsome young black man. He's clean cut. He's not, uh, you know, he's not dressing in dark colors and sagging his pants too much. Yeah. See, it's a fun thing. I was raised like like rap music when I was old enough to appreciate it, like be a teenager and like, you know, think I was. We had like iced tea and things like that. Yeah, like Tupac and and like like Metallica. LL Cool J. Yeah, Metallica's Black Album just came out or something. Or no, it didn't just come out. I just found it in my uncle's bedroom and stole it is what happened. And so that came out in 81, right? They came out in 81. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know when that came out. I think the Black Album was fairly when I was still kind of young, but but I stole it and. Like I used to listen to all this radio hip hop 
And like it kind of, you know, was starting to suck really bad. Like it went from gangster rap to then someone's get like then people are actually getting killed. So let's make it all light and fluffy, like Puff Daddy or whatever the fuck he calls himself now. And and then it just like started to suck. So I started listening. And then that's when grunge got popular because the rap started to get all whitewashed and sucky. Yeah. Um, I was actually, since you said that, I wanted to look up because they don't have any black album. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. The Blackout album. Yeah. With the snake. It's all black. I stole it from my uncle. It was the first metal that I ever listened to, and I loved it. Yeah, dude. Uh, what was Metallica that? Metallica album. I don't know, but it had like their greatest hits. It had the it was a subtitle. Lay me down to die. No, the prayer. Down to sleep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just okay. You're cut off. I'm no sorry. more talking for you. I'm sorry. No, lay me down to die. Jesus. You, yeah, you. This was your music too. I mean, <laughs> I that was sorry. that was something that I, I learned sorry. when I was young. Yeah, I, I am terribly sorry. Go to bed. I'll yes. do this stuff by myself. <laughs> oh. So realistically, here we'll get into the stuff. Yeah, I mean, we we might have to edit that. Out out honestly oh my god don't now i lay me down to die don't embarrass me stop i apologize to all of Metallica Fuck. fans i know that was horrible i apologize i i'm flabbergasted I heard it in a million years I, then don't quote it <laughs> you're right i apologize jeez okay okay so we're gonna fresh prince of bel-air about this now okay. i i guess i mean i don't know how we move on from that i think that it, it's actually <laughs> oh valid god. for the listeners <laughs> to take a second and just realize um you know Oh my god! I need help here, folks. I, I need help here you. with this podcast. Uh, this is my health here. <laughs> so, God, damn. we're not supposed. You to did live. take a shot, and you're not really supposed to drink, but it's fine. Okay. Uh, you're you're cut off. We'll say that. No, stop, guys. Um, we're getting back to Will Smith. I think that that what's interesting about how he started his career. Okay, he he made a shitload of money with his buddy, his high school buddy, Jazzy Jeff, is is he was known by DJ Jazzy Jeff. And then Reddy Roxy, who he later added into the group. Uh, Jazzy Jeff was his, you know, producer. Will Smith was the hype man. And they met at some high school party. Kind of a fun little backstory. They probably met in an orgy, uh, eyes wide shut style. And then later on, they uh, added Reddy Roxy. Um, who's the dude from uh, Fat Farm? Uh, the, Russell Simmons and all them. They are also a big backer of the group of Jazzy Jeff. Ready, Rock, C, and Will. So it's like, it's almost like that Trinity. They need three people in these kinds of groups. And this is when this whole thing really starts getting kicked off in the late 80s. Um, Will Smith's biggest song and his albums start really cracking uh, just a month before he graduates high school. And this dude gets off to a, a crazy, crazy career start in the hip hop industry. And as any young man would, and I'm not going to throw race into it here, okay? But um, there is that stereotype where, uh, you know, young black men spend a lot of cash. This guy did the exact same thing. Will Smith, he, he starts making some serious money. And before his big album comes out, he takes his whole f- fucking crew and all, everybody to the Gucci store. They say, hey, shut down the Gucci store. We're going to buy all kinds of shit. Shut it down. Let us do some private touring. They go in, they buy a bunch of shit, album comes out, and it flops, okay? Dude's already got a massive house, he's got a ton of cars, he's got a lot of shit going for him, but uh, that album just doesn't do the thing for him. And the IRS was going after him for over $2 million. From what I understood, it was about $2.8 million that the IRS was hunting him down for. And his then-girlfriend 
And um, I believe it was his eventual first wife. I, I haven't really fully confirmed this, um, but he did have a first wife that he was uh, was with before Jada. Her name's Sherry Zampino, and um, she's way hotter. Uh, she's a piece. We call her for Rome, as uh, uh, Yamas Papas would say. She is a for Rome piece. Did you see pictures of her currently, uh, 2022, or back then when they were married? Uh, well, let's look at her right now. We got the computer in front of us. Um, yeah, she is uh, back when he was with her. She was pretty hot. I mean, this is them she's right still here. Pretty hot. Yeah, I mean, Damn, she is way hotter than Jada. Well, she's got hair. Uh, she doesn't have that alopecia. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, Jada I mean, can put a wig on it. And but she, she could. Oh, she, she's a bitch. She kind of looks like RuPaul. Oh, she does look like those very sketchy. I could be a man or I could be a woman black person. She's got the broad shoulders, yeah, but hey, she does have the broad. She's a, the kind of black per, black person where you don't know what what it, they got in that in that skirt. What's in the trunk? Yeah, or the junk. What's in the junk? Under the hood. Yeah, under the hood. There you go. Um. Yeah. So she supposedly, the way that the story goes, and the way that Will Smith himself tells it, is that. Um, you know, she's recommending, hey, go, you know, you just did Arsenio Hall's show, right? He, I think it was 1989 when he does a performance on there um, with his group, Jeff and uh, the other guy that no one really remembers. Um, they do a performance. This is before, obviously, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air really uh, gets popping. And then his chick tells him, hey, go down there, try and work with Arsenio Hall more, blah, blah, blah. And he ends up meeting Quincy Jones through this process, kind of being more around Arsenio Hall and working on that show more. Now, what's really interesting that, you know, just a quick side note is that, you know, how this whole situation went down with Chris Rock because he was making fun of the alopecia shit, right? Um, the clip of Will Smith making fun of a guy with alopecia is from Arsenio Hall as well. So his career got started in part because of the Arsenio Hall show. And then, you know, Will Smith starts making fun of a band member because he has alopecia. And then he does this humiliation ritual, which ties back to alopecia. So Arsenio Hall is kind of at the beginning of his career and then has like a weird fucking butterfly effect thing. It just reeks of simulation theory to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like that's totally proof that what happened at the Oscars was a ritual. Well, yeah, I mean, set up or something. Mean, there's, there's just that's a, a weird coincidence, and it kind of blew my mind when I saw that because um, I saw that video going around. I did not realize it was from Arsenio Hall, though. Um, but you know, I didn't grow up in that time, and it wasn't really part of my culture and stuff. But just a wild, wild little thing. So anyway, the story goes that you know he meets Quincy Jones, um, goes to a party where he's invited to some party at Quincy Jones's house, if I'm not mistaken. Quincy Jones, of course, big time musician. Um, partly responsible for michael jackson's bad album i'm assuming I, I actually believe that it's the bad album um the album titled bad that is and uh yeah just a, a a weird weird thing that he gets invited to this party where steven spielberg is also present and he's told kind of out of the blue to audition and i'm putting audition in heavy quotes because the way that the story goes it sounds like it was some sort of a ritualistic thing too maybe a like a I hate to say it, but like a gangbang type thing, um, homosexual uh, nature, all this stuff. But supposedly Will Smith's reluctant. He's like, hey, man, give me a week to prepare. Doesn't uh, Quincy Jones says, no, you got to do it right now. Everyone that's going to either approve or disapprove of your work is, you know, here today. 
let's knock this out. And apparently he kills the audition, gets a standing ovation afterwards, and he goes on to do the biggest role of almost anyone's career and gets off to a great start. But there's this really interesting theory that I want to get into, and that's that Quincy Jones actually either made a deal with Will to bail him out of his IRS debt, um, or what I think actually happened was that he set him up with a relationship of another Fresh Prince of Bel-Air producer of a guy named Benny Medina. Yes, that is a man. That is not a woman. This is not short for uh, Benita. This is Benny so he's Medina. Like, he's like, go uh, make nice with my friend over here whenever he needs it, whenever he needs you. And then maybe we could talk about a TV show. I would say that Benny Medina probably had the bigger wig here uh, when it comes to him and Quincy, because uh, Medina, you can look him up and, yeah, and he, he produces, pops up as a mogul. I yeah, mean, he's like he produces thousands of TV shows or he has over his career. I don't know about thousands, but hundreds, uh, maybe maybe dozens. I mean, let's not get crazy here. But yeah, he's Benny Medina, wig, yeah. Benny Medina is a huge dude, especially with the African-American community. Um, huge, huge figure. There are some allegations against him. He's an alleged rapist. And there's lots of claims that he's a pedophile as well. Now, this is Hollywood. So let's not think that this is like out of line to allege yeah, these things. They're all baby eaters. Allegedly. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's stay away from that shit. Um, there's a big case against a young actor named Jason Dotley with Benny Medina here. And um, there's a couple witnesses, actually, that say that they saw Medina trying to rape Dotley, like in public, sort of like a Weinstein type thing. And um, I mean, he gets off again. Remember, this is Hollywood. Hollywood, I, a lot of this shit really ran rampant and it wasn't an issue for a long time. I mean, it really. Well, it, do you remember before Harvey Weinstein, any serious cases like like think don't just answer? Well, I know that during like one of the first couple months that Trump was president, he had a giant uh, pedophile sting all around the country. And a giant chunk of that was in L.A. and a bunch of producers got arrested. Sure. But uh, it was right in the beginning of his presidency. And so nobody paid attention because they were all like, we don't want you in the office, except he's getting rid of pedophiles all around the country, like a giant countrywide pedophile sting. Hmm. It was crazy. There was supposedly like a car chase in L.A. because there was a, a giant, like white, small, uh, like loader truck full of children. And okay. there was a chase and like they were apprehended and the children saved and all that stuff. Like it was a big fucking deal, but nobody cared because... They didn't want Trump in office. Yeah, the narrative is interesting. Um, and and you kind of seem to be on the same page with me before we move on about Trump, how he's not like this white knight saving everybody. No, I, I to be honest, like, I, and I told you this when you decided to vote for your, you know, whatever. First time ever. First time ever. Okay, so yeah, it was the first time ever. Anytime I voted in my life, it's been bullshit. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, I refuse to do it. Every time, let me put it this way. I lived in Orange County, California, which is the smallest voter pool. California is a swing state. Right. Well, it was. No, the, it's not. It, uh, I don't know. No, well, Orange <laughs> County, California is the smallest. Like It's a uh, conservative county. Upstanding members of society for jury duty. So every time I registered to vote, I'd get jury duty. And it sucked. And it, so I stopped voting because it didn't really matter. And I told you, too, when you wanted to vote, I said, I am not into this because I know it doesn't matter. It's just going to make things worse. They're just going to get worse and worse and worse. And they did. And, I, and that's why I don't care who is. That's communist. I know. I don't. I'm care. just kidding. No, I, <laughs> I don't care who's in the presidency anymore because it's been years. I don't care. Yeah, it's it's a 
it's a crapshoot really. But uh, anyway, moving back to this whole idea yeah, of, no, it's all good. I asked you a question um, and you answered mediocrely. So thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> getting back to this Medina thing and his rape allegations. So what happens is that he, obviously he's tied in with Quincy Jones. They both produced this fucking smash hit show that we now know today and it's being remade apparently really poorly yeah you know who's remaking it uh will smith's production company yeah i'm sure we can get into that later but so hollywood what they like to do and and we've seen this time and time again especially with young men especially black men they like to buck break them right this is taking like a uh what seems like a strong alpha male in a downtrodden community like the black community and they make them do some weird sexual things like, uh, you know, white chicks, that whole movie. That's the, the, the hardest example of buck breaking. They take the Wayans brothers, classic Hollywood family. The Wayans family has been established for quite some time. And they take these two dudes that would otherwise look like some alpha males and they make them dress up like white women. Yeah, that was like a punishment. And if the Illuminati... they had to have done something, yeah, wrong. it was like a punishment because firstly, like to get get looking like that dressed up like that you have to spend at least four to six hours in makeup every morning yeah and then you're filming so they were looking at like i don't know 19 hour 18 hour days 20 hour days well and the thing is like some of you may say well look like you know so many people saw that they made so much money it's almost better if no one saw white yeah. chicks because then yeah. no one would know that they were actually doing that to these dudes yeah um it was totally that was a humiliation ritual in the fullest yeah but they do that with a lot of these black dudes i mean you know you see black basketball players powerful ones high high level uh black basketball people that have their sons and they're like trannies now you know what i mean um there's something to this whole buck breaking idea but the idea here is that will smith was buck broken by medina um there's uh some really disturbing pictures of medina and smith from the 90s and there's a really really weird interview of the two of them where smith looks like a total sub and then Medina's got that alpha energy. There's only a, a short clip that I saw, but Will Smith is sitting like he's got like his hand, his his chin on his hand. And he's like, he looks like a female sitting there and he's looking at like, it's like, it's like he's looking at his daddy, like Medina's his pimp. And, um, you know, like I said, Medina's got the alpha energy and he's talking, he's real boisterous. And, um, and, and Will Smith is just kind of sitting there in the background, even though Will Smith's the fucking star of the show. You know what I mean? um totally weird weird shit to look at um and and jada's even said that will smith is gay in this fucking thing you know what i mean in that red table talk shit yeah and if you actually watch the sh the uh fresh print of bel-air now like there are so like it's you know when gay guys pretend to be straight and they're like oh i like boobies i've touched boobies like that's how the fresh prince of bel-air actually kind of is with like when will sees chicks and like he is he looks like a gay guy trying desperately to play yeah. a straight guy and i always kind of thought there was a weird sexual tension with his fine ass uh cousin you know the, oh, the yeah, yeah. stuck-up chick yeah yeah big that's, time that's fan. just you wanted to fuck the stuck-up chick well big fan of her you know but <laughs> so i think that basically just to to sum this up i think that medina was was will smith's sugar daddy a lot of people say that it's quincy jones but from my research it seems like it was uh medina um just because it, it, it seems like they were the one that had the relationship i think that the whole quincy jones thing in my opinion is like one of those mid-level distractions when it comes to what actually happened that's just my theory 
I think that if Will Smith is gay, uh, that confirms my um, theory of the test tube babies. They're not even test tube babies. They're literally tube clones. Well, and why he gets cucked so hard and, and has to be in this relationship like i don't even think will and jada are married anymore are they are they they act like like in public they act like he's desperately in love with her and he believes in a traditional marriage but she was raised in a non-condition non-traditional completely uh polyamorous kind of situation yeah we'll get into that so Okay. I think that uh, in the state of California, after you've been together for someone for seven years, uh, then, you're common, then you're common law married. But I guess uh, I, in 2010, they abolished that law, the common law marriage law in California. So technically, they're not common law married. So in a situation of Jada and Will, they should have some kind of prenuptial or pre together partnership agreement because they have businesses together. They have like billions of dollars at stake in businesses together. So they have to have some kind of commitment or agreement. Well, yeah, clearly they are uh, on paper. They're married. And and that's what's kind of interesting here. So I think that's what there is a marriage license. Yeah. So that's what gets interesting here is that if, when you're talking about Medina, um, his pimp, his sugar daddy, um, I guess after quite some time, um, you know, him being on the show, uh, Will Smith being on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and being involved with Medina behind the scenes, you know, kind of this uh, casting couch type situation. Supposedly, after they got married, Will Smith and um, Zampino, Cherie Zampino, divorced. And online, you'll see that their trust was betrayed. There's no real reason why the trust was betrayed. They say that it was because Will was just too focused on his work and blah, blah, blah. Um, they don't really definely make anything concrete where it's like, yeah, this dude fucked a dude. Um, but this is the theory here. Big, big. So hold on. His first marriage second. didn't have a prenup. Okay, thanks. Um, big, big question with what's going on. Um, obviously, no prenup. No. But I think that that the the fact that they don't really say why. They would divorce because, I mean, I would say that every marital relationship would have some trust issues, but it's just interesting when it comes up like this. And there's so many questions about, you know, a lot of people don't even fucking know that Will Smith was married to the Cherie Zampino chick. Um, like I said, she's a piece. Um, I think they do a lot of scrubbing on the Internet. It, oh, yeah. It, it, it doesn't take very much money, like five, ten, twenty thousand dollars to scrub whatever you want off the Internet, off the Internet. And. Um, well, it's not off the internet. And what's funny is that um, Jada Pinkett Smith actually had Zampino on that red table bullshit, which I've never seen one episode. And of course, it was probably some fucking publicity stunt. But, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith is like, this is my house now. You know, it's like, dude, yeah, no one she cares. Was, she was trying to swing her big dick energy when really all it's just desperate because they both know he's gay. Well, and she's an interesting fucking chick, dude. We'll get into her a little bit. I, 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 like I said, the theory here is that Zampino, this mogul, made Will Smith's career out of a bisexual thing. He was buck broken. Again, this is all just fake. Nothing that I'm saying is real, okay? Um, but this is just a a, a fantasy storybook Ryan's that you can think theories. about. This is not my theory, okay? Don't put that shit on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> You leave this to the fucking ether. This is just something that is out there being said. 
Um, I, I, I think it's sketchy to talk about this. I don't understand why so many people aren't at least throwing theories around about them. They're all just saying, why did he slap fucking Chris Rock? That's all that anyone's you know talking what? about. No that's, one really is getting into the weird past. It's it's just like um, it's just like the other celebrities that the guy that moved to Australia with his wife that everybody loves um tom hanks it's just like tom hanks like like will smith That's greece dude i'm just saying whatever wherever he moved he went during night uh during the pandemic he had to to greece okay wherever it was anyways it's just like tom hanks in the eyes of like our american celebrity culture tom hanks can do no wrong just like will smith will smith is the token black guy for america he can do no wrong. He doesn't curse. And, and it's super embarrassing to him that his wife has all these problems. Like, bringing it up, you can tell, like, it's just causing more problems for him because he wanted all this shit private. And so it's just, it's it's hilarious. He's the token black guy that can do nothing wrong. And so when we find that he, there's cracks in all this armor, there has been for years, it's kind of scary. And it's hard and scary to realize there's, that it's difficult to find anything bad about them too yeah it's one of those weird uh you know when you look up to someone for so long it's like damn it's weird you know um let's move on to the idea after we're moving away from you know will smith's like how he got into the whole game um tupac jada and will like the whole love triangle there and there's also uh a jones daughter that's involved with this whole thing too quincy jones's daughter um i'm assuming for optics purposes, after this whole thing went down, these moguls like Jones and Medina wanted their star child to look like an upstanding role model figure to especially the black community. He was always clean in his raps, almost to like a cartoonish level. Right. Um, and especially, you know, to a lot of these kids, you know, on the surface, it seems like somebody to look up to for a lot of people, um, just like we're talking about, you know, and um, so. Quincy Jones, who is allegedly a former pimp, he used to shine shoes for pimps when he was a 12-year-old. He, he talks very publicly that this was his first job, that he shined shoes for pimps. Now, a lot of people would assume that he would take on that line of work and maybe get some money, some startup capital to do his uh, you know shows and the stuff that he started doing later. Now, I think that that Quincy Jones, being that former pimp that he was, or possibly a, a current pimp, according to the theory here, goes on a prowl for a wife figure for Smith. And this is where uh, this is like a really muddy part of this whole alleged history. And there's at least at least two possibilities. One, and, and follow me here on this one. Jones, Quincy Jones bribes Jada Pinkett Smith into leaving Tupac, where again, they met at the Baltimore School of Arts in Maryland. Uh, he he bribes Jada into leaving Tupac for having an affair with his daughter. So he kind of like shows Jada, hey, you know, this dude's fucking my hot ass daughter. You need to go over here. I got a I got a buck for you over here. Come over here. You'll make some money. Um, obviously, all the sources that you'll really find say that Tupac and Jada were never really um, anything more than just good friends. But uh, this this whole thing right here goes against that theory. Why would Jada be so obsessed? over just a friend you know what i mean like if they weren't fucking she was getting dicked down by tupac you gotta think even willow wrote that weird ass letter it was a cringy fucking letter that she wrote and she was like tupac i know you're alive still you what need to come fuck trauma, my mom again what kind of trauma do you teach your daughter like 
to to have your daughter write an open letter to a dead rapper that she's never met but you must have been sitting there crying your eyes out in front of your kids for years and years months and months probably fighting with will smith screaming his name telling will how much better uh, tupac, tupac wood is and was than him like what kind of trauma did you give your children to to have them write an open letter saying i just want my mommy happy and you made her happy so why can't you just come out of hiding well that's, i that's that's that is deep-seated emotional trauma that she gave her children and that is disgusting to me i always get the vibe from jada that she's got like some witch energy she just seems like that to me with her eyes which you know obviously she can't control what eye color she has and all that shit but she she has that energy of a witch she's always like even in the 90s when she was barely an actress she always seemed kind of like a sneaky bitch yeah well and, and she just has this this aura to her it's a very very negative thing and that's probably why so many dudes are attracted to her. she's a very pretty woman she's very very gorgeous um i always thought she's she kind of looked like a little boy yeah she always had short hair and she always was a little boy. she's got a boyish figure but her face is beautiful she's got a beautiful face beautiful features you know what i mean um, I think that that's kind of like a universal, like you, if you didn't know how much of a piece of shit she was, you'd be like, yeah, that's a gorgeous woman. If you just saw her face. Um, but yeah, I think that she could even be like telling Will and, and she, she like publicly said that her grandma taught her how to finger herself when she was like nine years old and shit. You know what I mean? There's some weird that's inappropriate sexualizing of a child where her, her family, like I said, her family was polyamorous. And so mm-hmm. she was raised. Open. She was raised in that, yeah. She was raised with an open sexual like environment, and for a child, that's not healthy. It's satanic, all. dude. It's yeah. satanic. I hate to fucking be like this Bible thumping fucking dude, which I'm not, but like if you're in an open marriage, that is one of those things where it's like it goes against the idea of a man and a woman, right? And then you you right? Am I right, wrong? You're right. In interviews, she's admitted to being sexualized very young. She used those words. Okay. I was sexualized at a very young age. And that's going on today with Disney and all these things. People are bitching and moaning about that. Rightfully so. But I mean, you know, maybe this is why there's like this revival in the Smith family name as being such like a big I think that the earlier children are sexualized, the easier it is to control them as adults. And that's why that's. Oh, fucking newsflash. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I mean, like. This is where like mind control hops in, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it like triggering like trauma from the past just like makes people go into certain modes as adults. And like that's what all this sexualizing children is for. It's to trigger them as adults to act a certain way. And that's just not okay. It's like yeah. it's it's unethical. Let me we got completely sidetracked there, but that was good. I let me just run through these two different possibilities of what actually happened and how Will and Jada got connected. So um just to recap really quick um quincy jones bribed jada into leaving tupac after uh you know quincy found out that tupac was having an affair with his daughter zidata and uh there's an interesting connection oh, i'm sorry kidada i'm um, not zidata kidada um, what kind of name is that anyway well it's about as weird as rashida um exactly. kidada um has a weird disney connection as well but um so that's that's one idea so if jada left tupac for the promise that she would be the wife of this future billionaire, basically, which we'll get into that fucking number here later as well. Uh, if you look up his net worth, it's about 300 mil, but he's got more money in, uh, in, in some uh, rocks that need to be turned over more publicly here. Yeah, his production company alone is a $4 billion company. Okay, well, there you go. Why he's, wouldn't... He's listed, him and Jada are the only ones listed as 
like the owners there's no board members i can find it's just him and her beautiful supposedly well <laughs> wait till we get into the scientology stuff people i mean it's just a, the, the family is is very very I mean, they're they're conniving and they're very, very interesting here. So let's hold on one second. Let me finish these two theories before you start going. So if Jada was to leave the love of her life for this dude, Will Smith, for money, she would be really, really caught up. Right. I mean, this is uh, assuming she has some sort of conscience. And uh, I mean, that's just one theory. Right. Is that Quincy Jones took Jada from Tupac. So the second theory here out of the two that I lay out is that Tupac asked um, Quincy Jones if he could date his daughter. And Quincy said that he would be able to date Kidada if Quincy was able to fuck him in the ass first. He wanted a, what'd you call it, buck break? He wanted to buck break him, yes. Uh, good, good, uh, good I've never heard awareness. that term before. That's something I learned new tonight. It's taking a, a strong alpha male like a buck deer and, and breaking him, turning him into a doe. If, if I pegged you, would that be buck breaking? No, it would have to be a man doing it. I would oh. think. Um, possibly. But there's nothing gay that a woman can do to a man. I've said that before. So if Tupac's asking Quincy if he can date his daughter, Quincy says, yeah, you got to fuck me first. And then Tupac ends up dating the daughter anyway, just a couple of months before he's killed. Okay. Um, then I would say that this is a, this is a provocative idea here. Now it'd be a big sacrifice for Kadada to, uh, you know, have to, you know, date this guy and, uh, you know, he dies in a tragic situation, except. Today she works for Disney and she designs couture clothes for Disney. Oh, I'm okay? sure she's had a rough life. Yeah, it's a probably a very sad thing. So uh, another thing to keep in mind before we move on here, um, just as a timeline scenario, Jada and Will Smith met in 1994 and Tupac and Kadada met in 1995. So it lines up. There's a serious overlapping of time where either theory may be correct or even maybe parts of both could be true um so you have will just as a a total recap of everything that i kind of went through you have will working for quincy jones and tupac dating a jones daughter okay you have will dating and marrying jada and tupac doing something with jada who knows whether they were just friends there was an entanglement there was some sort of entanglement according to her bullshit fucking verbiage (laughs) either way Whatever happened with all this, it's clear that Jones, um, who has a questionable past, favored Will Smith over Tupac Shakur. And uh, I mean, it's painfully obvious that Jada feels the exact opposite of Quincy Jones. She likes the bad boy. She wants to get fucked hard. She doesn't like Will Smith. Yeah, by Thug Life, dude. She does not want to get fucked by someone that would probably fuck her like her uncle used to fuck her. Or her grandma. Yeah. And, and you know, it is sad. It's almost one of those situations where you're like, damn, dude, do you want to feel bad for Jada? Because there's got to be some sort of sexual grooming there for sure. But at a certain point, it's like, man, you know. Monsters create monsters. She literally created those two children that she has, which are fucking monsters. Yeah. And they're going to probably breed. Hope to God they don't because Jada and Will ruin them enough to know that they shouldn't continue the line. But if they breed, then the monsters are just going to breed more monsters and more monsters. And that's how we have so much dysfunction in this country. Yeah. Okay. So we did allude a little bit to the Smith family's sort of 
you know, off-colored, weird nature that they run the family and kind of the Luciferian or satanic elements of the open marriage and the rumor, which may or may not be true. Again, all of these may or may not be true. Everything here is alleged. Think of it as a storybook um, the, of the test tube babies and all that stuff, right? Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, well, I, yeah. And, and so there's also this really interesting idea of the black church. And it's a branch of the Luciferian left-wing church, um, that left-hand path. And it's used to manipulate black people by triggering trauma, inferior, inferiority, or superiority complexes to create riots and fake protests to become an antagonist of the right-wing church. Now, I don't know why they call it black, um, if it's supposed to be like it's a... Uh, you know, dark magic, low magic, black magic type thing. But they also tap into these black people, which is really unfortunate, honestly. Um, it's sites on the site. I'm on all religions are li- all religions are one dot org. I was going to say all religions are lies. It's probably a site too. all religions are one dot org. And obviously, you probably know a lot of these people that are tapped in through the black church. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jesse Jackson, Angela Davis, Maya Angelou. Um, Bob Marley, Barack Obama, of course, Nelson Mandela, Oprah Winfrey, Will Smith. There it is. Nas, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Alicia Keys, John Legend, Lil Wayne, all these people. Most Def, a lot of the really popular black influential people and including Black Lives Matter, the entire movement of the the leadership there. So basically that is a website saying, admitting that all these people are involved in this black church, which is a Luciferian church. Yeah, and they say, you know, that the Jesuits had a part in it. Uh, this goes back to the 1880s. Um, and it's a it's an interesting thing. You know, it's one of those things where it's real loose. But when we're talking about stuff like this, I think that there's a lot of connections. Nelson Mandela was supposedly a Knights of Malta character. Um, Knights it's of Malta really is really easy to bury all the stuff, too. Like, like to scrub the stuff that you don't want on the Internet about you, like to seal your records and to seal all that stuff. Like, I couldn't find any kind of organizations that they belong to other than um, their own that they own or charities they've given money to. Like, there's no proof that they're in any kind of organizations or or any kind of like committees of any kind. But mm-hmm. they have their hands in a lot of pies with a lot of different giant corporations. Well, there's this incredible timeline here. And if you can write down for me real quick that I want to post this link, I want to share this link with you guys, because it's a timeline relating to the black church from, like I said, the 1880s to about uh, where we got here, the most recent date, 2014 um, talks about a lot of significant things here. It talks about, you know, the uh, the Black Lives Matter um Disney, you know, 2001 with uh, Jay-Z. And I was looking at the 1990 time, you know, 1991, the same year that uh, Will Smith is really getting a big push with his show. Obviously, the show starts in 1990. Um, but yeah, 1991 was that fucking Rodney King media ritual that went down, right? It caused a lot of racial yeah, the tension. Entire, the LA riots. Yeah, Rodney King, right? Yeah, I was like uh, 13 or 14 during the LA riots yeah so i mean i lived in orange county (laughs) i was there yeah you're uh, almost at ground zero there right yeah totally there was people riding everywhere yeah so i mean just if you look at this timeline and if you want to put any credence to it there's a lot of um very interesting they did the march on washington in 1963 what's the website that you want people to see with all this information on it it's the one that i mentioned all religions are one.org so we'll we'll post a link and I'll, i'll have this exact 
link so you can go and just check out this timeline. I recommend you do it if you're interested in any of this kind of shit. Uh, but yeah, like I said, the Jesuits are tied in with this whole thing. And as we know, the Jesuits aren't anything great. Um, so, I mean, is it possible that that the Smith family are Freemasons or Jesuits or possibly both? We're told constantly that you can't be both. But I would uh, push back a little bit on that. But speaking of religions, you know, I want to get into the a lot of the research that you had. Um, I hope that we're not missing anything from up until this point. But we'll probably circle back a few times because this is a really confusing little part but it's also there's a lot of evidence that you have here with the scientology and that not necessarily that they are scientologists but they do a lot of funding allegedly well now it's proof that they funded but allegedly still um so the only information i could find like looking up if will smith is like satanist or into satanism or any of that shit is uh once at an mtv music or movie award he won an award for something and in his speech, he quoted a Luciferian uh, prayer that, and he said, to light and to love. That's just like one part of this giant prayer. But uh, it comes from a prayer to the Antichrist. And it's by Alice Bailey, who was like born in 1880. And uh, she wrote more than 24 books about all this kind of crazy shit about religion and about New World Order. boy we got some wild shit on these folks they're weirdos man they're weirdos uh head over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast you want to hear the rest of the episode we get into some of the scientology connections god bless the church scientology no problems there okay l ron hubbard sir i have no problem with your work um but guys thanks for your support i hope to see you over there and we're doing our ten dollar tier conversation just tomorrow at 8 p.m eastern standard time guys thanks so much